Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I'm so excited because I have a special guest on the show and this is where we do like a fly on the wall coaching. And so today I'm excited to welcome Cassandra to the show. Hi, Cassandra. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Good. We already had this mini conversation before we we hit record. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about yourself or how can I help you today? Yeah, so um, my um, alcoholic is my husband. Um, We have two small children together, um, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. So he's been, you know, drinking for a while. He had a short uh, two years, not short, I guess, but two years where he did, you know, go sober. And then he returned to drinking within the last year. So kind of turned some things on their head. Um, especially with the, with the little ones, Um, you know, between um, uh, he's a, he's a stay at home dad. So he takes care of the kids um, and I work full time uh, and COVID struck and pandemic life ensued. Right. And um, I started working from home uh, with the children, with him there. um, And it it just got to be, you know, like living in a tornado of such um, with actually seeing everything that he was doing um, all day, right? And, and what time he started drinking. And I found myself, you know, as a lot of people say, counting his drinks and watching the clock and kind of seeing what time he started today versus yesterday. And, um, you know, the last year things just have uh, gotten worse and I've just been trying to refocus on myself. Um, so, you know, my mother-in-law, uh, introduced me to Al-Anon, bought me some books and, you know, just trying to, to find myself again. So it's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, is, you know, my self-esteem is pretty low. I, and I've been told that by a by therapists, by two different therapists, you know, you have really low self-esteem, you know, what can you do to, um, you know, bring that back up and finding yourself again and, you know, and just kind of, you know, not focusing on him. I feel like the past few years, all I've done is focus on him and the kids and I'm like, oh yeah, me, who, who am I again? <laughs> oh yeah, who's uh, that person? <laughs> yeah, so that, that's kind of what I'd like to talk about today. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just, I want to celebrate your bravery with um, coming on the show and being a part of this. And 
um, sharing your vulnerability because um, it, it's not it's not easy to share. And um, so many people feel like that's those same feeling. It's very common to feel like there's a tornado and also to be like, you know, secretly watching and counting. And, and it's very common to be sucked into that tornado or sucked into that vortex. Um, so just giving yourself so much permission to be human and just, you know, I want to just make sure that, you know, you're aware that this is hard and that what you're going through is challenging and, um, and so I just want to first acknowledge, you know, coming on here and sharing your story and your vulnerability and, um, and then also your courage, like celebrating your courage that you'd like to focus on you and just refocus back on yourself. And, um, but what I would love to also bring to light is this idea. You said that you were told that you have low self-esteem and that just crushes me. It breaks my heart to hear that you've been told that. Um, but the reality is, is that it is crushing when you are living with someone with addiction, your world does becomes, it can get sucked into them. It can, becomes all about them. Sometimes we lose ourselves. It's, you know, and for me and my experience, uh, you know, it, it sucked me into that world too, but I just, you know, somewhere in there, I don't, I don't want you to think for a second that, you know, that, you know, you're not worthy and that you're not a great person. And so it just breaks my heart to hear that you were told that you have low self-esteem, even though sometimes, yes, it, it's hard to <laughs> believe in our power and believe in our strength when we're like, you know, being told certain things or sucked into that world of addiction. So that's where I wanted to start. <laughs> I went off on a rant there. <laughs> no worries. I appreciate it. <laughs> you need so, it sometimes. You yes 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 yes. So you would love to focus on this idea of being able to refocus on yourself and almost taking the lens off of them and focusing on you and uh, finding yourself again. Yeah, I really do. I um, I like who you know. It's you, you. It happens when you have kids either way, right? And then, but it's like I don't even my husband was like, well, what do you, you want to go do? What do you, what do you like to do? And I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I like to do anymore. You know, like I just, um, I just want to, you know, find ways or ways to think about it or do it or however that might be just to kind of get back to me, I guess. Yeah. Can you tell me why that's important to you? I, I, I feel like I can't be, you know, a great mom or even a good wife, um, even if he's not always a good husband, right? But I'm not always a good wife either because I'm also sucked into, you know, the tornado. And I was like, well, you know, I guess I'm not even, not even things around alcohol, but like I'm not being very good at supporting him in other things he's got other you know issues and medical issues and this that and whatever and it's like wow you know I'm not even being there for other people I'm not even being there for myself um I'm just kind of sometimes I'm just numb to like I'm just going through the motions of the day and it's like well you only get one of these right so it's like I'd like to enjoy more I'd like to be able to you know I someone asked me when's the last time 
you laugh so hard. You got hiccups. I, I, I get hiccups when I laugh really hard. <laughs> and I was like, and when, and like my college friends were always, they thought it was the funniest thing because I would laugh so hard. I'd get hiccups. And I was like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time that's happened to me. Um, I couldn't even tell you. And it's like, that makes me sad. Like I always say, I used to be fun. Like <laughs> it used to be fun. I used to go do stuff and, you know, I just, I don't want to live like this forever. You know, I just want to be able to find more of the beauty in everything. And, and just like you kind of said before, I just want a different lens. I just, I don't like, I don't like what I'm looking through right now. Mm. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I just, I, we need to figure out a way to make you laugh so hard that you get hiccups <laughs> because that sounds incredible. But first of all, let's acknowledge that, um, right, like right now you're in a position where, you know, it's, you're not finding a lot of joy where you're feeling like, you know, you used to be fun. And so what's important to you is this idea of, uh, I'm ready to be an, an amazing example for my children. I'm ready to be like, you know, a great wife, despite, you know, his addiction, you're, mm-hmm. you're ready to find yourself. And you're in a place where you're like, you know what, I want to get me back. And it's so great. Cause that's literally what this whole community is all about. <laughs> it's all about t- tapping back into your power. And that's why I love these fly on the wall coaching. Cause I bet you there's a lot of listeners that share in this experience where, and I know from my experience, I, I lost myself as well, where I felt like I lost my sparkle, my kind of like excitement and joy in my life. And I was just, you know, pulled down. So I just, you know, first of all, acknowledging the commonality of that, especially when your world has revolved around or kind of been absorbed or preoccupied with addiction. So I'm curious, um, what in the past or what, if you were to just kind of close your eyes and think back to almost like a playful, young, cute version of Cassandra, who was laughing so hard when she got hiccups. Um, Who are you? Can you describe yourself to me? Can you, you know, take that moment of like, maybe what were you doing? What was funny or any details? Yeah, I guess. I, I like I liked, okay, so I like, I'm that little person again, right? So yes, you're her. Uh, <laughs> um, I liked to make people laugh. I liked to, you know, um, make people smile. I, I still like to do that, you know, like when people are, you can just sense like, okay, these people need to, they need a smile. They need something, you know, I like to bring joy to other people and I like to have adventures I say that to my daughter all the time let's go on an adventure um because my dad did that with us when we were kids and we lived in the woods and he'd be like let's go on adventures and find you know find the beauty in the day and um you know I liked to do you know just get up and go and you know find where the day would take us and um you know be with my friends and my family and um really close with my family, you know, over the years, I've, you know, I don't really have a lot of friends close to me anymore, you know, moving and kids and job and everything. And, um, you know, it's like, maybe some of that has to do with it too, you know, losing, 
your friends that you grew up with or something and part of me lost you know went with it and I just um you know just miss the playful part of things I guess I'm not um it's just so routine to just like the same day and wake up and like I know how the day is going to end and it's going to end with him drinking and me making dinner and doing the dishes and putting the kids to bed and trying to avoid him if he's had too much and yeah you know it's like you know worrying about that worrying about what the day is going to end like you know I I rarely worry about how the day starts how the day is going to end and um, I don't know like I just um I would just say, you know, little Cassandra was fun and she liked to go on adventures and find new things to do and, you know, make people laugh and smile and have fun. Oh my gosh. And you know what, when you were describing all that, when you were saying, I used to make people laugh or I make people (laughs) laugh, you went back into the present moment of a young version of Cassandra. And I love this exercise because it almost takes you back to, you know, that place that maybe nothing has gotten in the way or there's no barriers to it. There's no, you know, mundane routine and jobs and responsibilities. And, and it's, it's a fun exercise because even when you were describing, you're like, oh my gosh, I could get up and go and we'd go on adventures. And that's so sweet of your dad, by the way, that's me. <laughs> and like, where, where is the day going to take us? And I have this sense of like almost spontaneity, spontaneity, And, um, and that, you know, and then some things, some of the barriers to that, from what I'm hearing to this playfulness, um, and, and, and you used it twice, actually. And I love the way you said it, beauty in the day. It seems to be like, that's really important for you. And some of the barriers that are kind of getting in the way of that, from what I'm hearing you say is the, the mundaneness, the routine, you know, responsibilities of the job and the kids and friends and friends moving away. Um, and maybe that's part of, you lost part of yourself there too, you were saying. So are there any other, any other things that might be getting in the way of this, you know, playful adventure, uh, side of you? I mean, I I feel like I have to be the grown up in the situation, you know, like my husband, he doesn't have in my eyes and he would tell you different I'm sure but like he doesn't have all the responsibilities or the worry that I have to do or take on because you know if if I didn't do the dishes they would never get done you know which is a simple thing and to him he doesn't even think about it but it's like me I'm like oh my gosh I hate doing the dishes but I have to do it every day and like it's just, it, it's the worry that gets in the way. It's the worry and the pressure of like not having a good partner because he's drinking. And when he's not drinking, he's a great partner. But it's like, so the first half of the day, I get a great partner. And the second half of the day, I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah. And that's, that's so, so much pressure and, and I can feel the heaviness in your voice too when you talk about like, well, if I don't do the dishes, like no one's going to do the dishes. <laughs> I'm thinking, my, yep, 
Yep. And yep. It's like, you know, carrying the weight of the world almost on your shoulders. It can feel like, right. Um, And the other thing you said too, which is like, so understandable is like, someone has to be the adult, right. (laughs) But then I'm hearing this, like this, this responsibility of being an adult is like almost destroyed or wiped out this, um, you know, this adventurous, playful, where do we go from here kind of fun um, person that you are is kind of, it's almost like it's stamping or stomped on it. Yeah. To ascend. So I'm curious if, if like one of your focuses, I want to get me back. Like, I think like, let's delve into a little bit what that means to you. Like, what is it that's that you, that is you, that you want to get back? I like to not have to worry about everything and that's kind of and the worrying about everything a lot of it comes back to worrying about him and um it's you know I don't want to have to worry about him and and how much he's gonna drink and what is he gonna be like and um you know that that weighs on me a lot just the worry and I and I already have anxiety I take anxiety medicine and it's like you know so I you know I might fester on things that I really shouldn't and um I just if I couldn't if I didn't have to worry about him or the things that come out of that or you know is he um is he going to spend all of our money on random things because if he's not drinking he's addicted to something else it's just in his nature he's you know he likes certain fish tank stuff and animals and you know whatever and it's always something with him and um I just I want to also be able to be fun with him when he's not drinking or intoxicated, if I have to accept the fact that he's drinking and, you know, we did have fun together, um, you know, years ago and, you know, some of that too. And it's just like, there's just not much fun left um, in anything. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can really sense this pressure and, some of the pressure coming from your addicted loved one and just the worry that comes with that. And so I'm curious if we were to like, I know it's impossible, but say we were like, that is the barrier. It's almost like if we were to wave a magic wand that removed the family responsibility, the pressure that you're feeling, the worry, it's almost like this, I feel like this, it's almost like we'd pop this pressure balloon. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and then it's almost like Cassandra would jump out of the pressure balloon (laughs) and be like, hey, and you'd be making people smile. You'd be making people laugh. You would be bringing joy. You would have fun uh, in situations. You would seek out adventure and you would, you know, have that get up and go and just find the beauty in the day and the lightness like when you describe all those things it feels really light but then there's this heaviness of worry pressure and um just responsibility 
So now we can't wave a magic wand and get rid of the worry and the pressure and the responsibility of being an adult, right? right. So I'm curious, um, what comes up for you around that? What do you mean? I know, like when I said that question, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, how can we magically get rid of worry, pressure, and responsibility? We can't. So is there a possibility or is there a way to almost merge the two together? Is there a way that we can bring about that aspect of Cassandra that you're seeking to find and you're, you're wanting to move into, but then also like, it's almost like working with the worry, working with the pressure and the responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, having to accept some of it and not dwell um, on certain things and trying to refocus, you know, what I'm thinking about in my head, (laughs) Um, you know, not about having to do the dishes, but, you know, what comes before or after or whatever that may be. Yeah. And what's so interesting is what I like, I I can visualize you almost like, okay, I have to do the dishes and it's like, okay, well, how can I make doing the dishes? Absolutely fun. (laughs) It's like, like, how can I make this a game? Like for me, I gamify things. I like, okay, I'm going to put on a timer and I'm going to like, you know, for the next like 15 minutes because I have this like like timer that you know it has the sand and you flip it over Mm -hmm. so I flip the thing and okay it's a 15 minute timer let's see how fast Andrea can fold all the like all the laundry and it's (laughs) almost like it's like sometimes there's you know creative ways that you can almost bring back that sense of fun and adventure and um into your day it's like I'm just curious if there's a way to bring in that playful Cassandra version of you um, that might, you know, help you find the beauty and the joy in that fun. And, and, you know, one of the things you said in the beginning is like, I used to be fun. It's like, okay, well, let's find fun Sandra again. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it, you know, I want to be, I want to be this, you know, fun for the kids too. You know, I don't want to be boring or angry or not there for them. Um, especially when they're so little and, you know, it's just, this is the fun, you know, when they're the most fun, right. They're like so innocent and they, they see, you know, the best in everything. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots I could do and around that, trying to make things fun or entertaining at least, right? Yeah. And the other thing is like, you know, I also see, I could, I could picture you doing those fun adventures, you know, that your dad used to do with you, even with your kids or um, let's go on an adventure today. And, but I want to back up just a little bit because you did mention, um, you know, some pretty harsh words towards yourself, such as I'm, I'm seem to be boring or I'm angry. And um, 
But I want to remind you also that, you know, those emotions are there for a reason. Worry is there for a reason. All these emotions are so important because they're communicating something to us. And they're a voice inside us that is keeping us safe. And so, you know, it's funny. I used to, when I was in the mock of loving someone with an addiction, I used to have what I called this worry jar where I could write out all everything that I worried and I would give myself worry time because I literally would worry all the time. <laughs> and so I would say, okay, Andrea, you're going to get about 20 minutes of worry right now and write out all your worries. And then I wasn't, I didn't allow myself to worry after that. Then I would move into something that was really fun for me or um, something that felt better for me. And um, so I don't know if something like that resonates with you. Like you could, you know, write out your worries and have time, allotted time for worry or even make a game, a game of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think writing down things can always help at least get it off your mind and onto paper um, and being able to physically set it aside, right? Not just mentally. It's always helpful. Yeah. Now I'm curious, um, you, you, one of the things you said in the beginning is you want to get you back. So I'm curious, what is it, was it slow and steady that you, that you lost this um, young, fun, playful, adventurous, you know, version of you? And was it slow and steady decline or did something, you know, get in the way for you or? I I think it was slow and steady. I, um, it was a buildup, you know, over time. Um, you know, when my, our older daughter was, you know, little younger and, um, you know, I, I feel like I just kind of internalized a lot, didn't talk about it or didn't talk to my husband, tried to keep it all a secret from my family that, you know, this was all happening and, you know, that just took a lot out of me. Um, you know, was like just just the taking it all on myself and trying to keep it a secret part is kind of exhausting. Can we sit with that for a moment? I have this vision of like almost like a pressure cooker. It's like keeping it together looking after the kids, keeping the responsibility, not telling anybody about it, not reaching out for support from families or letting them know about it. You know, it's almost like this pressure that I, I just, I just feel, and I feel it in your voice when you, when you express that. and, And that was like, it almost like it, how, how can you be fun, adventurous and like playful and like, you know, all those things, how is that even possible when you have this huge amount of pressure and like built up held sadness and anger and frustration. And, you know, I, 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 I was there. I know, I know that feeling too well. It just makes me so like feel so I feel your pressure. And I 
I can, I feel why it might feel like you're, you're, you know, stuck in that, those patterns and that you're stuck there. Right. So if we were to open the valve a little bit, if we were to slowly start letting off that pressure, how would it feel? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a weight <laughs> off my chest, like literally, quite literally, you know, like that anxiety feeling you get in your chest. You know, it's palpable. You can, I can feel it. And I, when, you know, like it's not real, but I could, it sure does feel like I'm holding on to a giant weight sometimes. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot, you know, and uh, you don't, you know, uh, not everyone gets it, you know. It's a lot. It's nobody, nobody understands unless they've been through what you're going through and how how is it that we expect you know young version of cassandra or the sandra that you you know you want to get back is like when there's this this pressure you know all this pressure and all these responsibilities and expectations it's like we could wave a magic wand and you know make people you could go back to making people laugh and like all that fun and adventure stuff but that that's not possible when you feel this pressure built up when you have so much pressure and worry and responsibility and so I'm curious is if we slowly start opening that valve that you said that feels a little bit feels like relief if we were to open that valve a little bit more what what would help you with that process I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, be, because, you know, I've gone so long internalizing a lot of everything that's been happening. I'm not good at help asking for help. And I know that, <laughs> um, whether that's of my husband or of my family and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I, I anticipate what they're going to say or react. So then I just don't even deal with it. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't even want to start the conversation. Cause I think I know how it's going to end. So, you know, just, um, you know, probably just asking for help and, you know, I, I, well, there'll be times where I'll, you know, later express my frustrations or whatever and my husband will be like well you could have asked me to to help with that and it's like oh <laughs> I could have like I I have this in my head that I can't or you know that he won't want to help me because of how he might have acted previously or whatever and so I think you know asking for help with some stuff or just talking about it um, can release some of that, you know, pressure just by 
not internalizing it. And can you tell me what you mean by not internalizing it? I just take it all on myself, you know. I just um, seem to, because of past experiences or whatever, I'm just like, well, my husband won't won't want to do that, so I'm not even going to ask him. Or um, I know he won't do it right now, and I need it done right now, so I'm not even going to ask him. So just taking it all on myself or internally worrying or taking on the task list in my head by myself and um, not, you know, expressing what I feel like needs to get done or that I'm worrying about. I just kind of, you know, over the years felt like I couldn't rely on him to do stuff that I needed help with. So I just stopped asking and I just did it all myself. Um, there's just a lot of, again, pressure. Um, yeah. And one from, I can picture you this really powerful, almost like um, I have this picture, it's called the responsible woman. And it's this woman, like she's like, she's holding the candle. She's got a baby hanging off the front of her. She's got all these things <laughs> that she's doing. And like, uh, for like, I have this vision of Cassandra, like taking on everything and so powerful and like, you know, and that you, like, you know what, okay, I can't rely on you, but I can rely on me. It's like, I'll do this. And like, I'll step up, I'll take the responsibility. I'll like, I just get this image of you, like, you know, with all these arms doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But then I also get this vision, like at your core, your heart, at your center, just this, you know, emptiness this like feeling of being not supported this depletion this fatigue and this like oh my gosh like all these responsibilities but where where is Cassandra in all this mm -hmm. and I love the way you describe this idea of internalizing like taking it all on yourself what does it look like for you um, to ask for help? Yeah, I mean, I like literally just, yeah, asking my husband for help. Like, hey, can you take out the garbage? Because apparently you walked past it 18 times and didn't notice. But, um, like, which I know is not even like, you don't have to be an alcoholic for a man to do that in some cases, it's like a joke, but, um, it's just, you know, I, I, maybe I focus on things that he doesn't and, and he doesn't even know that it needs to be completed or whatever without me asking and really just asking for, you know, that and, maybe it's just gone on so long of me doing everything that he thinks I just, I got it and that it's not an issue. And, um, 
Yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Look at everything that you're uh, doing. Yeah, let's not even talk about the management position and that I have at work. So right. it's just, and yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I do it because I have to um, a lot of times and because it has to get done. And, you know, maybe I just, in a sense, you know, over time, I've just taken everything on and he doesn't even, you know, he just also expects it to happen at this point. So without me asking and just literally, can, hey, can you do this or whatever, you know, it, it might never happen because he might not acknowledge it. Yeah. Or, so, my, yeah or my family or friends too, you know, like they're not going to know unless I say it. You know, I don't live necessarily close to very many of friends or families where they would see I'm struggling, you know, or that I need help with something. Yeah. I I would love to, to just like bring to your attention your strength because I like sometimes I know like for me, like we don't always realize how strong we are and how strong we're being and how powerful we actually are. And so I, I just want to like tap you back into how amazing you are and everything that you're keeping together. I've only known you for a little bit, but I can <laughs> tell <laughs> that holy cow, you are taking on the responsibility of parenting. You are taking on the responsibility of the household. You are holding it together with a job, a career. You are navigating uh, loving someone with an addiction. You are holding the responsibility of so much on your shoulders. And that is a superpower. Like, I hope you see your huge amount of capability and strength and see it through the lens of, holy cow, I'm freaking amazing. Because <laughs> regardless of the addicted loved one in your life, regardless of anyone else, like even though like, you know, they're not stepping up, but you are. So it's almost like, I just want you to, maybe journal that greatness, like tap back into how much power you have, how much you're keeping things together, how much you're being an amazing mother to your small children, your young children, and probably doing a really good job at it at that. And not to mention now you're working also from home, you're able to like navigate probably parenting while you're also holding a whole career together. So Sometimes we lose this idea of self-worth or we have lower, seemingly lower self-esteem when we don't recognize our greatness. And I just want to take this moment like to shine a light on just from me listening to you speak and hearing everything that you're doing and holding together. And like, even though this all feels like pressure, I just want to celebrate your strength and your courage through all of this. And I hope that there's a way that you can like prime and remind yourself about your strength, about how much you're doing and about how much you're able to hold it together. And also to have this drive and desire to also have some fun in this life to also, you know, bring some joy around and to, you know, have some adventure. You 100% deserve that, Cassandra. Thank you. 
So when we first started talking, we talked about you want to get you back and you want to like, you know, I used to be fun. I want to have fun again. I want to. But then what we were discovering is some of the barriers to that is all these responsibilities. It's the pressure. It's the worry. It's things that are going on, just that. And then we were talking about, well, what if we were to release some of that pressure? And what came up for you was this idea of not internalizing everything and not taking everything on yourself, but then also to... Um, ask for help and reach out and not assume and just like to ask for help. And then if they don't step up, then yes, we know you're fully capable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious. And like, if we were to think about ways to ease the pressure a little bit, but also add some of these elements of, you know, who you are, like to get you back, what would that look like? I think I would uh, need some time alone um, as, you know, many moms with small children can attest. It's just, you know, it's, if I'm not working, I'm, I'm with them and it's always someone needs me, right? It's like you walk in the door and you heard mom 80 times in a row mm-hmm. and, um, it's, you know, finding time to do something that I want to do, not we're going to do this because this kid wants to do it or that kid wants to do it or um, just, you know, finding some time to do some self-care probably so that I can be like, oh, yeah, I do enjoy this like this. Let's do this again kind of thing. And um. Or, you know, and, and I, I try to, you know, take adventures with my kids and um, when when we can and, um, you know, do fun things that I like to do outside um, or go for a walk or go hiking or, you know, try to take them to do fun things so that they have, you know, fun adventure memories just like I do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you just said so many amazing things there. So the first thing that stood out 100% is this idea of time alone. And, uh, you know, that is so essential, not to mention time alone is basically time in psychology, we call it solitude. So it's not that you're alone and you're lonely. It's just you're in solitude with yourself it's the best time sometimes to just check into kind of tap in back into okay what is it that Cassandra loves like what is it that I might find fun right now it's like when I always say it's like when life is happening it's almost like a a lake that has lots of wind it's like you know and if you were to throw a little pebble you wouldn't even see it land whereas if you have time of solitude or a little bit of time to yourself it's almost like a calm lake and if you throw a pebble you would see the ripples you would see the effects of it and I love that analogy because and that is the first thing that you said one is one of the first steps to help you find you and get you back um is this time alone and it and it's so 
amazing because that could be micro moments. That could be, you know, you spend some time in the washroom where you look after your, you know, you do a special face mask or, you know, you take care of yourself in a certain way, or maybe you go sit in the sauna at the gym or, you know, whatever it is for you, that is such an amazing first, first step or action that you can take. And then you talk a lot. I'm not sure if I lost you there, Cassandra. Nope, I'm oh, yeah. And then you did talk about, you know, doing something that you want to do, focusing on you. And um, so I'm curious, what would, what would, if you were to pick, you know, maybe a couple things that you could do, something that you want to do, what would that be? Um, I, well, it's uh, summertime here. And it gets pretty cold so um, when winter rolls around. So I would like to, you know, currently play outside more, go, um, it might sound kind of silly, but um, there's lots of lakes around here. So um, there's sea glass. There's a lot of beaches where you can find sea glass. And um, it's something that, you know, um, someone close to me does. And I'm always jealous. I wish I could go do that and you know it'd be like something I daydream about like I'm gonna skip work and go sea glass hunting by myself oh um, my gosh <laughs> this is something that Cassandra needs to do <laughs> I always say oh my god it's so amazing I always say when something makes you jealous so when you look at someone's feed or you see their photo or and you get you get that feeling of jealousy or envy that let that be a hint and in psychology we, we call it social comparison for the positive it's like when you socially compare or you see someone's photo or you see and you get that inkling of jealousy or envy it's almost like it's because that's a message more of that for me please so you totally did that you literally mm -hmm. said okay now this may sound funny you said but you saw someone's post or you saw it somewhere where they were hunting for sea glass. And that was just like a hint as to, yes, more of that for me, please. So I love that you said that. That's so great. So you are going to book off a day and go sea glass hunting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yay. That's full of, of, of adventure. It brings you back to, you know, just fun and spontaneity and it gives you time to, it, with yourself and it feels very, you know, I'm sure playful and joyful for you. And that sparked that, you know, the reason you felt um, jealous is because it's what you wanted for yourself. It's something that you would really, really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. So now you brought up self-care as well. So um, I'm just kind of thinking about the things you said that would help you get you back. And one is the time alone, doing something that you want specifically for you and then this, you said maybe some self-care. So what does that mean to you? What are a couple of things you could do there? Well, as a mother with a two-year-old, that <laughs> could include going to the bathroom alone or taking a shower by myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I even just like, I would like to... Um, Maybe you start doing yoga again. I used to do, I used to go to yoga classes at one point. And 
you know, doing, going to do um, the things that I enjoy myself in a sense to me is self-care um, or, you know, exercising and taking care of myself physically and mentally, um, emotionally, um, all, you know, feels like self-care to me. Um, and, and thinking about myself and not necessarily what, you know, only worrying about the kids and my husband. Mm, that's, that's amazing. And I invite you, I'm going to stretch you to maybe start a list of those, you know, all those self-care practices that you know you love or maybe that you used to do or, um, you know, and yoga would definitely be there on your list. And what I usually do too is to add to the novelty and spontaneity and adventure of it is I, I'll try different yoga classes and go to different studios and just kind of going to somewhere different. It really it it really enhances this idea of novelty and adds adventure to it. And that was one of the things that, you know, you said that's who you are is you love adventure. You love being playful. And I know another thing that I do too, is I write, I have this like spinning wheel and sometimes there's like five slots where you can spin it. And then mm -hmm. I'll put a whole bunch of things of like self-care or like, I'll put a whole bunch of things of like spontaneous things you can do or different workouts and I'll spin it and whatever it lands on, I'll do it. <laughs> so it's like little fun adventures. Things seem to be like the person that you are. So working with that and having fun, like maybe starting that list and then closing your eyes and just like running your hand along the list and then pointing at one thing. And then that's what you're going to do or something. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I, I think it does. And, you know, as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, I should get a spin wheel for my <laughs> like my daughter, you know, like for her too. Like she would think that's fun where I'm, you know, what, you know, here are the five things we can do today you spin it, you know, like it's so fun. You put dry <laughs> erase on there. Like you'll have fun with it, but so will your kids or you could even do um, like, you know, funny things that you're going to do or something like that. And then one is hug, hug someone or, you know, I mean, the world's your oyster with that. It's just, it's gamifying things. And it sounds like that is the person that you are, Cassandra. And it just sounds like that might, you know, help make it, things feel lighter and just bring you a little bit more joy. Yeah, I think so. So, okay. So time alone, self-care for you. I know, especially with a two-year-old, holy cow, it's hard. Um, in psychology, we have what's called micro moments. It's like you can take little tiny moments that have a profound impact on our happiness, on our joy, and, and just that can really bring about positive emotions. And I just want to bring it back to, I asked you, you know, who are you? Like basically when, like, who's a young version of Cassandra? And you had mentioned that you make people laugh, that you make people smile. And so I invite you to really play with maybe these micro moments of when you're out in public, right? And, and noticing those little conversations that you have with people, the people that you make smile, um, being aware of how you make your children smile and just tapping back into that person that, that you are. Does that resonate? Yeah, I think so. 
So now I'm curious. Um, now, of course, this is a short, a shorter coaching session. And it, it, you know, there's so many tools and strategies that we can use to kind of refocus on back onto you. And um, but I'm curious, is that what 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 have you gotten most out of our conversation? Um I I think for me the is the bringing the fun back into it um, is is trying to you know inject fun into the routine right um, is you know I, I have come to the point where I just think ever you know I just maybe have negative feelings or thoughts about you know, the routine and, um, or I envy others for this, that, or whatever, but, you know, it's really just me standing in my way for some of that stuff. And just, um, you know, how do I just make what I already do fun so that I don't, I can change how I see it or how I focus on it. I love that. So it's almost like, yeah, acknowledging, you know, all the things, the responsibility and the, you know, sometimes the worry and the pressure that you have, but also how can you make what you're already doing fun? And then how can you infuse and inject some of this joy and adventure that is you already? Um, we just have to bring it to the surface. It makes sense though, that it kind of got put down a little bit in on the priority list because you were putting, you know, the pressure and the worry and the responsibility higher. So it's almost like we're taking down the pressure, the worry and the responsibility slightly, but then we're going to bring up that fun factor and that joy potential and the, the adventure back, back kind of up right in the same, the same level, if not higher. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that feel? Does it feel lighter for you? It does. It, so, yeah. So I have to ask, <laughs> what is Cassandra going to do that she laughs so hard that she gets the hiccups? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, we'll find out, right? Yeah. Um, we just got to find the, find the fun. Ooh, find the fun. <laughs> I love that. And it's so true. It's almost like we can find um, anything that we're looking for. And it's called the confirmation bias. So our brains are actually wired to look for confirmation of what it is that we're looking for. And um, I love that you said it that way, find the fun, because it's literally we can find moments, micro moments even, of opportunities for fun, opportunities for play. And, and, and when we tapped into the person that you are, we know that you are playful and that you, you know, that you are adventurous and you like this making people smile and laugh, including yourself and laughing so hard that you get hiccups. So I'm so excited that you're, you're able to kind of have that as your final primer almost. And I always say with coaching, it's like, what is, what is it that you want to take away as a reminder of our conversation? And I love that you kind of said that because find the fun could be your primer. 
That's my slogan now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's your slogan. I love slogans. <laughs> so if there were any other um, ways to remind yourself of our conversation today, what would they be? Um, I guess just reminding myself of how strong I am. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily reflect inward that way um to see the strength and the and the courage that you um acknowledged so I think um just finding ways to remind myself of that no yes finding ways to remind you of how strong you are I mean, that could be journaling. It could be, you know, just as you do something. I remember I used to have to say, I'm awesome. Wow, I'm amazing. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> the right. things this woman does. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost you make it playful. Even that you can make playful and fun, right? Right. Yay. Well, I am so grateful for our conversation today. And I know a lot of people listening will also get a lot out of it. And um, yes, find your fun, Cassandra. And I really am sending you so much love and support through all of this. And I know that it can feel like the weight of the world and the pressure is galore when we are in a relationship with someone with an addiction. But I want to celebrate your desire to get you back and to focus on you and have that, you know, bring back that joy and find the beauty in your life again. So I just want to celebrate you. Well, thank you. I um, really appreciate the time and um, the opportunity to to talk through it and, you know, see it, see it through different lens. Yay. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.